Hello, Cryptonauts! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another Cryptocurrency Chat Podcast. I am your host for today, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli, ready to give you the crypto news of the day. But before we get started, I want to make sure that um, we can pay our bills, so I'm going to show you guys our crypto tree. It's in the link below. Okay, so if you guys want to help us out, kick back some crypto. We do have a crypto wallet here. You guys can help us out by donating uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, BNB, Raven, Bats, Litecoin, Flux, Monero, and a bunch of stablecoins except UST. Um, if you guys want to just check out our channel, we do have a YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Twitch, Odyssey, and Spotify. And Anchor. we got to put Anchor on there. Remind me, Jake. Um, Anchor, that's right. Yeah, I don't know why it's not on there. That's odd, huh? Okay, so <laughs> anyways, Jake, what's up? Where you get your podcast, you can get us. So Yeah. Um, what's 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 uh, been, what's your thoughts? Your thoughts of the it's day? It's been a weird day, I guess. Um, it's not been terrible, but man, it is just. Don't listen to the news except us. You can listen to us. Don't <laughs> listen to the to the CNNs and the Fox Newses because that news is terrible. There's so much talking about. I will say that Johnny and Amber did have their finals with their court. Oh, that's so, right. Huh? I did hear about that. They did. Everything fell in his favor. So, of course, why um, wouldn't it? He's well, anyways, I know that's Sparrow. we're not talking about their news. And that, as far as I know, Johnny <laughs> Depp and Amherst have nothing to do with crypto. So, I'm just going to skip that and go right on here to the cons uh, quote of the day, which is actually pretty good. Coin is going to change the world from a money transactional standpoint, not just for Africa, but for everywhere. You go, Acon. Good stuff, man. Then the job, which we normally do first, is from Kraken, very low entry-level position, only two years of experience needed, operation associate, CFL. It's one of the largest and most trusted digital asset platforms globally. We are empowering people to experience the life-changing, and I do believe in that, crypt potential of crypto. Trusted by over 8 million consumer and pro-trader institutions and authorities worldwide, our unique combination of products and services and global scales toward mass crypto adoption, which, of course, John and I would love to have. <laughs> We're only just getting started. We want to be the pioneers in crypto and add value to the everyday lives of billions. Now is not the time to sit on the sidelines. Join us. And then their responsibilities for this particular job. I'm going to read everything. You can see it for yourself here by checking out our link in our Discord. you got to check that out. You want to see this link. Become an export. Export expert expert. That's what I mean. Become an expert in crypto facilities, platform, and products. Regularly report to member issue on member issues and recommendations, criticism, and trading activity. Assist with onboarding of new members. Be comfortable interacting with high-value members and stakeholders of all levels of the organization. Stay updated on industry knowledge, compliance regulations, and company policies. Daily operation system support to ensure the smooth day-to-day running of the platform. Collaborate collaborate closely with product engineering, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of stuff here. They do mention two years of fintech, fintech rather, financial tech or financial services experience assisting high-value clients. Everybody wants to help with high-value clients because they're worth a lot of money. So uh, they also mention you probably know Excel and Python and SQL is a nice knowledge to have if you have those two things. Most programming people probably do. And it, so, um, and if you don't have the uh, two years of, of high-value client experience, um, I I would just say uh, come reach out to us. We are high value clients, and uh, you can help <laughs> us out. <laughs> exactly. Also, you need to be calm under pressure. John yeah. would be terrible for this. Um, 
So, uh, let's move on to our news. We can get this done in less than half an hour instead of taking 45 minutes right. like we've been doing. We've honestly been shooting for a half-hour show, so we don't want to waste anybody's time with this. I'm going to get right into the first news here. It's about Kanye West. Probably going to be on the title um, screen. Because <laughs> he's popular, right? Kanye mm -hmm. West stakes claim for NFT and Metaverse trademarks off of Decrypt by Andrew Hayward. Uh, in January, I'm going to read a little bit of it, but not all of it. January, rapper, producer, and, well, if you don't already know who he is, fashion designer, Kanye West, otherwise known as Jay, uh, shared an Instagram image of a handwritten note included the line, quote, do not ask me to do a fucking NFT, end quote. He added, ask me later. <laughs> <laughs> Despite that apparent reticence, he may now have plans to enter the space. It's always about the money, isn't it? Isn't it, yay? Come on, you know it's about the money. It's on the newly filed trademark applications. Yay, I'm going to keep calling him that because that's what he has to be called. Uh, mascot, uh, mas mascot? Yeah, I guess it's Mascot Holdings. Has filed 17 trademark applications with the United States Patent and Trade Trademark Office, or the PTO, including mentions of a potential non-fungible assets and metaverse experiences. In particular, one filing notes the... Uh, potential for quote another on uh, providing an online marketplace for buyers of crypto and digital collectibles currencies tokens and assets yay oh wait no, that's his name the, the applications all you center on the use of the Yezus brand or Yezus brand which was the name of uh, Yezus 2013 album as well as the long-running tour trademark attorney Josh German of German Intellectual Property discovered uh, the filings and tweeted about them earlier today so yeah he uh he doesn't want to do a fucking nft oh wait ask me later yeah yeah mm -hmm. um the money it just never gets the pass limit i don't care once you start making money and, and we if you guys don't know this already money falls money it's not just a nice saying it's true it's accurate if you bring um a good name or if you bring let's say 10 million dollars uh, to the table people are going to go oh you have money and you're going to say, yes, I'm a crypto millionaire. <laughs> or I'm yay. No, anyways. I am um, Jesus. 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 Anyways, I'm not going to go on and on about this because it's just an announcement and it's not so much Pretty something much, that yeah. I, I think of anything I, more than just a title, a title character to put on a... It's, so like uh, I said, money follows money. People are going to see his, his picture, so they're going to go, yeah. oh, yeah, this guy's famous. We should totally buy his NFT. Yeah, what's okay. Uh, so uh, another article coming in from Decrypt.co written by Andrew Asmakov. Elon Musk fires back at Dogecoin. Co-creator Ober Gr Grifter claims. It's or Jackson, or Jackson Palmer we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Tesla and SpaceX chief uh, Elon Musk took to Twitter to respond to Dogecoin creator Jackson Palmer to claim that Musk struggles with computer programming. <gasps> what? Saying that mm -hmm. even his kids wrote better code when they were 12 than Palmer. Wow. Ouch. Boom. That's a low blow. Mac. In an interview with the Australian yes. news site Crikey earlier this week, Palmer said he had a message. Uh, uh, he had messaged Musk on Twitter several years ago after creating a bot that would detect crypto scams on Twitter and automatically report them to the platform. According to Palmer, during the exchange, Musk asked how to run the Python script, which led him to the conclusion that test that the Tesla boss didn't understand coding as well as he made out. Mm. So they pretty much started sm talking smack a few years ago, huh? 
Oh, yeah. he's always been in that boat. He's a he's a finance guy. He's not a he's not a coder. Right. That's right. always been true. Just because he portrays himself as a brilliant and he does the stuttering thing like the stereotype of a typical engineer. I'm not saying engineers are that way, but <laughs> a lot of engineers are not socially, you know. He's active. a grifter. Um, <laughs> he sells no, a he's totally bullish bullshitter. He, he sells a vision and hopes that uh, he can one day deliver what he's promising, but he doesn't know that. He's just really good at pretending, though, says Palmer. My opinion mm. on him and all billionaires is that I don't care much for them. Yesterday, Musk clapped back, ooh, and didn't spare words for the Australian programmer either. Quote, my kids wrote better code when they were 12 than the nonsense script that Jackson sent me, wrote Musk. Like ooh. I said, if it's so great... <laughs> He should share it with the world and make everyone's experience with Twitter better. If he does, you will see what I mean. Definitely sounded like Elon. I, I trust your impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's Elon. <laughs> That's my impression. <laughs> he says at the very end of his tweet, he says, Jackson Palmer is a tool. Pretty um, much. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean. I think it's just. This is one of those news yeah. articles that they're just clapping at each other. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, let's this, move on to the next the, one. This uh, is the calling the kettle black. <sighs> <clears throat> Anyways, moving on. DOJ charges former OpenSea executive in insider trading scheme by Stacey Elliott on decrypt. Uh, this is this is exciting news in my opinion because it's like uh, I already know that OpenSea is kind of suspect. Yeah, I agree, hundred uh, percent. So when I saw this came out. Um, what was I doing? Oh, I was doing my, I was, I was exercising. Um, and that, that, that news article came up and I was like, eh, so what? Close my phone. I was like, I'm not even going to read it cause I'm not surprised. Uh, this is, this is kind of confirmation of reality. So mm -hmm. CEO Devin Finzer previously told Decrypt that some suspicious NFT trades made by a former executive had been misframed as insider trading. Yes. Today, the Department of Justice called those trades insider trading. Mm. <laughs> oh, so it, it really is insider trading. I was glad, glad, to, glad to know you know what it means. FAI and the Department of Justice arrested and charged Nate Chastain, a former OpenSea product manager, with wire fraud and money laundering for alleged trades he made using insider knowledge of which NFT collections are going to be featured on the marketplace homepage. Yep. I hate to say it this way. I hate to say it this way. I'm just to make a, a quick comment here. And this is the the <clears throat> the the thing that people don't realize is that even though it seems like nothing's bad, you're like, oh well, this is normal. This is nothing bad. It is bad. It won't be claringly obvious until you make a boatload of money mm -hmm. at someone else's expense. Well, okay, so this is what happens. Because this is what causes people to sue you. Uh, so this wow. is, this actually, this issue here, I think it's from last year. I think it's just a rollover from last year's incident. Um, exactly. with, maybe it's another case from OpenSea, but this this thing, what happened was, uh, I think it was the Bored Apes, or it was it was one of those um, uh, collectible NFTs, those, those community group NFTs. So they ended up buying like a whole batch of them, like 30% or 40% worth of of the entire entire uh, collection because the insider trading was that these are going to go up in value and they're going to they're going to manipulate the market to make it appear that's going up in value so when they get ready to sell theirs they bought theirs for um two dollars and they're going to sell their they're going to sell it out to the market for twenty thousand whatever it is yep so anyways the uh each charge carries a maximum each each charge carries a maximum 20 years in prison that suck dude mm. Um, just to make a little, a few bucks. I mean, this thing so sad is sometimes insider trading doesn't make you very much, but it's still illegal. Mm -hmm. so, 
the emergence of any new investment tools such as blockchain supported non-fungible tokens, there are those who will ex exploit vulnerabilities. We're talking about money here. Of course they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. People, it's all, it always blows my mind when I hear about someone killing, doing a, a, a you know, kill contract, some kind of hitman for like you know, 20 grand. Like, that's it? Like 20 grand? He must have been desperate. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Michael J. Driscoll, uh, FBI director in charge, said, that, uh, with the emergency of this, I've already read that part, sorry, the FBI will continue to aggressively pursue actors who continue to manipulate the market in any such way. What's up with oh. this this one down here about uh, in April? Uh, oh, was that for that? I want to check that part. March. Uh, oh, okay. In April, after growing concerns, the traders have been taking advantage of the company's listing process. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong published a blog, blog post outlining new policies. One of the main changes was the decision to stop publicizing a short list of assets that were going to be were considered for listing on the exchange. Although he didn't address it directly, the post seems to be a reaction to allegations that a trader was able to gain access to a list of coins that Coinbase was considering adding to its exchange before that list had been made public in the company's blog post. Boom, the trader boom, boom. was able to buy $400,000 worth of tokens on Coinbase shortlist one day before they reached, they increased the value to a 42%. Wow. Now, that is something we should, we do talk about this because mm -hmm. as soon as, a, you ever notice when a coin suddenly rockets yep. up, it's because it gets listed on a Coinbase. Yep. Um, the Coinbase FUD. That's another insider trading BS going on here. But mm -hmm. in any case, yeah, if, it, if it's, it's an unfair advantage I'm and that's, that's the thing. You I'm can't sure have an Brian unfair Armstrong advantage. is going to be charged for that as well. Not probably. Yeah. All right. Next news. Continuing article. on. Uh, Crypto Potato. Andrew Thorovalos writes, Solana goes down for over six hours. Validators prepare for a restart. The Solana network has once again experienced te technical difficulties causing the blockchain to halt block production and transaction processing. After multiple hours, the team has identified the problem and is coordinating a network restart among validators. According to the Solana blockchain explorer, Solana Beach, a transaction has not been processed on Solana for 6 hours and 48 minutes at the time of writing. Solana Status reported the problem on Twitter then less than 3 hours ago and called on all validators to be prepared for a network restart. Huh? <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, later, the team identified the cause of the problem. A bug in the, in the durable nonce transaction feature led to non-determinate determinism when nodes generate different results for the same block which prevented the network from advancing they explained oh so it was an it was an infinite uh um um what would you call it jake um it's the 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 node is thinking indefinitely without coming to the conclusion and it didn't it didn't it didn't reach a conclusion that was a i don't know what you call that exactly but it's it's basically stuck in a loop yeah. So yeah. That's, that's when you get stuck in every but this is the problem. It's like uh you're not actually doing physical work, just waiting on a, a, just one processor to do it. You you I mean, the nice thing about proof of work is you got hundreds of hopefully hundreds of thousands or at least thousands of other machines also sending information back for the blockchain. You don't have to worry about some dumb computer you know, work wait one dumb computer getting stuck. Oh, someone else solved the problem? Okay, well, let's talk to him. Okay, how many people verified it? Oh, that's been verified 60 times? Okay, ignore that other person who's failing. Hmm. Move on. That's the great thing about POW, proof of work. Mm -hmm. We don't get stuck this way like centralized coins do. Anyways, do you use Solana? 
do not. You have never used Solana? Nope, I don't own any Solana at all. Uh... Considered buying it, but I don't don't mind that it's easier to trade. You know, it's obviously faster and easier than uh, Ethereum is, right. but uh, it does bother me not quite the way Hedera does. Hedera is much, much faster and has far more transaction capabilities, even though it is somewhat centralized still. Mm -hmm. um, it's more. It's I, I like Hedera better as a contrast to Solana because it's not centralized on like just a few. It's centralized on was it thirty eight different companies across multiple different uh, types of business. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't feel like that as is as bothersome as what Solana represents. I mean, obviously Hedera is not worth nearly as much as Solana is, but eh. yeah. I'm also a Dynamo maximalist, so. <laughs> All right, let's head on over to the next news. Article is from, uh, again, from Crypto Potato, also written by, oh, is this by, is this by a previous one, but by Andrew? Yeah, okay. Andrew Thovalos writes this one as well. Jesse Powell explains why Kraken listed Terra 2.0. This was very interesting. To me yes, was yes, like, wait, please wait. read. Please, let, let's, let's find out. So Jesse Powell, CEO of Kraken, explained on Friday, was before the Memorial Day weekend, why his exchange decided to list Terra 2.0 despite the collapse of the original chain. The crypto community showed skepticism of the move given Terra's loss of credibility over the last month. They must be credible. Like, who, who paid you, dude? Mm -hmm. When questioned exactly. about the listing, Powell explained that he primarily went forward with it due to client demand. Okay. He argued that the exchange, like Kraken, must stay competitive by ensuring that all major tokens can be traded in one place. Okay. Quote, not supporting one coin people demand could cost you the entire account. He said listing isn't an endorsement. So when he and says was, client demand, is he talking about Do Kwan? Do Kwan demanded I don't think I, I don't think Do Kwan demanded. I don't think he's the kind of person. I, despite Do Kwan's uh, foibles, I don't think he's a bad person. Now, I would compare him even here to Jesse Powell and say, I still think Doquan's a better person than Jesse Powell, despite the shit that that uh, Doquan has 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 been wrung through. Mm. Um, okay. Kraken, and this is just my opinion. I mean, I'm not saying he is. It's just, it's just an opinion. Um, Kraken was one of the many exchanges to announce the listing for Terra 2.0 on the day of its airdrop. Other major platforms include Binance, KuCoin, FTX, and Bitfinex. Now, like Sam Bankman-Free decided to do it, it might have been his customers who wanted it. I don't know. Among many similar alternatives. I still think that there's other, other worthy coins out there. Anyways, um, Terra does still have a lot of clout despite being devalued. Some found the move extra surprising coming from Powell. However, who, who has shown strong agreement with the Bitcoin community on ethical issues in the past surrounding Terra. Many Bitcoiners such as Coinmetrics, co-founder Nick Carter, were loud critics of the stablecoin model before and both before and after its collapse. There was the first to question Powell about the move. After Powell's response, MIM or uh, was it Magic Internet Money podcast oh, right. yeah. host Brad Mills uh, continued to, in the discussion, claiming that Powell's listing erodes reputation with Bitcoiners. I might read the whole thing, but basically, it's. it's He's claiming it's the customers who are doing it, but you can see from the other large exchanges also listing it. It's like, well, it has to be listed out there. I was like, that's to me, that's a bullshit excuse. Mm 
The reason I say that is because there are so many other worthy coins out there. Dry 2.0 is not worthy. Yep. So, List it's just a, a attempt to re... Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to plug it now. I've already said it. Yep. But um, there is just a re attempt to reclaim former glory. They've already, they've already proven that they can't do it. I'm not saying they can't relist. I'm not saying it can't be done. But I doubt two Terra will ever really reclaim its... Position. Right. Yeah. What I, it's not, I it's not for a while. I mean, I don't own everybody's an forgotten exchange. this stuff. I don't own an exchange, but <clears throat> if anything, I would allow the the free market, not 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 these, these corporate markets, <clears throat> marketplaces, but smaller exchanges or even um, um, dexes to to work with that uh, the 2.0 and let it uh, kind of circulate around the market, but. If you ask me, these big heads decided that they wanted to front run on it and buy a bunch up so that they can give it to their customers, which in reality, all they did was just screw everybody over. It's a money game. Out of the money, you know, the money. I'm not saying you can't make money in crypto. You certainly can. You got to get in some project that's good. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm hinting at something without saying his name. So. Um, let's just get on to the last article. Okay, uh, last article on Crypto Potato, uh, written by Andrew Thorovalas. Over 1.2 million Ethereum transactions failed in May. Ooh, double clap. Yes, I'll say that again. 1.2 million Ethereum transactions failed in May. Ethereum's failed transactions count soared by another 1.2 million in May alone. That's up 200,000 from last month's figure and over 2% of all failed transactions in its history. According to the Blockchain Data Explorer, Blockchair, exactly 1,228,131 Ethereum transactions failed between May 1st and May 31st at the time of writing. Transaction failures may occur due to the number of different errors, including if transactions are signed by the wrong sender or if someone attempts to send negative funds. They may also be due to insufficient funds being provided by the sender for uh, sender to pay for transaction fees. High fees have become long-standing issues for Ethereum, with the cost of gas soaring as high as 474.57 GWAY at the start of the month. Gas is, uh, that's pretty much how it is here in the Bay Area, bro. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> petrol or fuel, yeah. But the reason it went so high was because of all the transactions going on. That's mainly what it was. You know, Ethereum only goes high when you can't squeeze in more transactions through the portal. They tiny little portal it provided mm -hmm. oh there's a little door it's only made for midgets sorry little people um that's still so. not a good thing that's this is still so so regardless what, what this article is kind of saying is that there's multiple reasons why there's so, so many failed transactions to me that's an excuse this there should be a resolution there should be an ease of use we know we both used the ethereum network and we both know that it's not quite that easy for the general public to understand. So, yeah, make it easier or eliminate it in its entirety um, or just 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 um, encode it on the back end. Like fees already included. I know whatever you're going to do, fees included. Or do roll ups and the roll ups are brilliant for Ethereum and they are doing it from every chain, including Bitcoin now. But now it's there's got to be another way. I always do layer two. So. Bro, that's like, uh, what, was, just, what was this one? It was uh, five of the failed transactions this month cost over three ETH. Bro, uh, double clap. Yeah. I've never, what? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, that's actually a triple $6, clap. $6,000. That's crazy. That's to, to uh, 
Six thousand dollars. Oops, it failed. You still got to pay six grand. Yeah. What? Well, you remember? You remember the uh, the Constitution doubt? You remember all that? All those transactions? Yeah. Oh, no, sh that was terrible. Yeah. Oh man. Transactions, bro. It's, it's funny because people are like, oh well, ETH is the best place to transact. Like, look, if you've got a ton of ETH, great, great for you. You got in early. Um, but for the rest of us who don't have hundreds of thousands or even just hundreds of ETH, mm. not really willing to sacrifice you know, a fractional ETH, which was $100 right now is what, 0.02 ETH or something? Mm. Um, 0.02? Yeah, it's 0.02. 0.02 of one ETH isn't a whole lot. It's like 1 50th. That's not a whole lot. But at the same time, it's like, it's it's not a lot when you have a lot of ETH. It is a lot when you have not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ETH is not the way to go. It's just like Bitcoin. I quit with Bitcoin too. I might have a little bit here and there just because it's leftovers from stuff I did a long time ago when with Bitcoin wasn't expensive. Just have dust. But that's just dust. Like, you know, nothing is, I don't even think I have 0.1 Bitcoin left. Um, but it's not, uh, it, it's because of the USD value. Now, if we were just going off of Bitcoin value, yeah, that'd be different. But unfortunately, we still trade with USD. Fiat, not the, yeah. the, um, Stable coin. You anyway, didn't say USD. Um, yeah. You know, it sounds the same in English. There's so many of those E sounding letters. Mm -hmm. There's like seven of them or something. Yeah, we, we, we're weird. We have all these weird letters that sound the same. All right. Well, um, the news is uh, bad, I guess. And I want to go a little quick to Satoshi's here. Um, from a mining perspective, having been a miner for now eight years as of this month, um, it's taken me a long time to really comprehend value of a down market. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds like a contradiction, but there really is a strong value in a down market. One, most people hate it. There's opportunity. Two, um, it is the best time to buy. Buy the dip. Buy the dip. We've, we, this is our mantra. It's going to be on one of our shirts. Buy the dip. Probably say, well, that's, you know, of course, that's a great idea because the price is cheap. Yes. But the point is you're ha you have an advantage over over so many people. You're buying when it's low because they most people put all their money in when it was high. Now they don't have that money anymore. Hopefully you were smart and only spent 10% of what you're worth on crypto, which means you have more money left over. So if you lost that 10%, okay. Maybe you can make it back over a couple of months. So what's what's your saying? Though? Market market is down, and there's opportunity. So, but particularly with, as I said, mining. That was my point. Um, with mining, cards are cheap. Yep. Now, will you make your money back? Right way, no. But that's never what it was about. When you're a miner. Hopefully, you recognize that it's the long game buy the hardware cheap right now when it's cheap because it is it's very cheap compared to what it was only six months ago um you can get uh an amd 6600 xt for like 350 bucks you can probably get a used one for 200 250 that's incredible because like i said only six months ago they were on 800 900 a piece that's like a third to a quarter of the price that's a great price now yes can you make a lot of coin with it no but you're not supposed to sell right now you're supposed to mine as much as you can right now and hold. And I'm not talking about Ethereum because Ethereum's going out the door pretty soon. There's plenty of other coins out there that are based off Ethereum or even based off something else like Bitcoin that you can use a cheap card, even if you own one right now, to mine. Mine and hold, mine and hold. 
HODL, stack sats and HODL, stack sats and HODL. Mine and hold until the price triples, quadruples, pentuples, decktuples, multiplies by 10 or 50. Or just hold on to it. Mine it and hold it. Yes, you're going to be losing money right now, but you have no intention of selling right now because that would be stupid. So this is what I'm saying. A down market is a great time to buy, a great time to buy hardware, a great time to mine. And yes, you're not making money on it. That's not the point. The point is the market will come back and then you will become a crypto millionaire like you want. Buy now. Now is the time. That's my two satoshis. Cool. Don't don't invest what you're willing to lose. Yeah, ten percent was my rule, so that you know that you're you know ten percent of your value. So if you like, say if you have a thousand dollars, do a hundred. That way you don't feel like you lost a lot because it was only ten percent. If you make a lot of money, great. And then, like I said before, I, I think I've said this in previous podcasts, sell to sell to cover, which is. If you if your value put in was a hundred dollars and it goes up to two hundred, sell a hundred dollars of it, keep the other hundred, and let it ride. And that's free money. You can play with it. If you like it, if you lose it, you got your money back already, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Second, there's my four satoshis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's close it up. Oh, all right, everybody. We appreciate you listening for our, our actual official half hour show. We made it to exactly a half an hour with my diatribe at the end. So, uh, as we say in our t-shirts and. Uh, I need to get up on our website. We need to get our website up. <laughs> but there is still a way you can buy the shirts, and we'll put put that in the links. Um, stack sets and hodl. Adios. Adios.